For 25 years as a tour guide in Europe, one of my great joys was toasting our bus driver after a smooth and safe and successful tour. Bus drivers, I really consider the unsung heroes of touring abroad, and I want to learn more about that. Today, I'm joined by Fernando Mengi and Dimi Rigas, two friends of mine who are bus drivers in Europe. Ferdi and Dimi, thanks for joining us. Hi, Rick. Welcome. Nice to now, Dimi, you're, you're Greek-Belgian. Yes. Um, both my parents are Greek, but I'm born and raised in Belgium. And Ferdi, you're Italian-Belgian. Italian-Belgian. Dad Italian, full sight. My mom, full Belgian. Born and raised in Belgium. Europe is getting very mixed up. It's, <laughs> it's tricky for Americans to get our heads around it's this. It's for us sometimes confusing. <laughs> and what's interesting to me is how the regional pride is still there, and you've still got people born and raised all over the place. Of with, course, it's yeah. just a big mix, but yeah. still there's a resilience there, isn't there? Yeah, we, we take advantage of the best part of it. You know, That's a good way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, I, when I'm in Greece, or well, I feel Greek when that yeah. comes to me. And then if it's in Belgium, I do it that way. Yeah. Oh, in Italy, I'm Italian. Now, you guys have driven professionally all over Europe, and... Whether you're driving a big bus or just a hot car or just an, a simple car, the joys of driving are really a great part of travel. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. When you think about uh, driving around Europe, where do you find that the roads are best engineered, Dimi? Well, it used to be Germany, but I would say now it's France. Yeah, France improved a lot, uh, maybe because also uh, you, you have to pay for the roads there. You know, ah. see, in Germany now we don't pay anymore. The Autobahn is toll-free. Yes. in Germany, and in France, you have a toll. And yes. you're, you're saying with that revenue, they're able to invest I, in I, I imagine that because of that, yes. And Ferdi, where, where do you think the best engineered roads are? Well, I, I have to agree totally with Demi. It's, it's, it's Germany at first. I mean, it, you know, I'm talking about 10, mm-hmm. maybe 15 years ago, and now it's France. It's, I've just been in France last year. I did a private trip. You know, vacation was just wonderful. If, how does roads improve? And when you cross a border, think of all the borders you've crossed. Where is the most, the biggest change in quality of roads from great to not from so great? country to country. Because yeah. I, I feel that when you drive out of Germany and into Slovenia or... Okay, into... I would I would go that way. I mean, if you go, you stay in the west, Austria, Civil, yeah. yeah. I mean, Austria is also still a great way. Actually, of Austria, Germany to Austria, I feel a difference. Yeah, yes, you can. You Everybody yeah. quite built their own. Uh, in, in Germany, you feel this mighty road system, yeah. and then you cross into Austria, and immediately it's it's a little more humble. And yes. another country I don't want to overlook is Holland. Yes. They have a great, they great, great condition system. of uh, of roads. Exactly. It's a little too dense, but I mean that's nothing. And they if can you do about you it. drive all over Europe, what do you look forward to as one of the most uh, just beautiful joy rides? Mountains. Mountains. Yes, oh, yeah, mountains. too. I love mountains. I mean, there were, there were some drivers that didn't like to do mountains, but I always loved it. So if there's a big tunnel or switchbacks over the pass? Switchbacks. Switchbacks. Anytime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yes. We are one of the few. I mean, we, yeah. we both worked in the same company, and... You know, when the guys always want to work with us, say, take Demi or Ferdy because they always yeah. want to do the passes. You know, I, uh, I love that. Why would you go into a tunnel if you yeah, can't have those anything. views? I mean, yeah, seriously. beautiful. Now, Switzerland is spending a lot of money to make these tunnels. And yeah. uh, I think, actually, a lot of communities would rather have the, uh, the truck traffic and the bus traffic go underground and so on. Yeah. But you do have this option always to go over the mountains. Yes, you do. Remember in the old days when we did the Gotthard Tunnel oh, in Switzerland? Yes. We went over it. We went if, over the, it. if it was clear, went over it. it it's like a... It's a wide yeah. road. It's unbelievable how easy it is to go over with your, you know, uh, right. uh, 45 uh, feet there, footer. You, I don't know if you remember, there was this rock fell down just before the Gotthard Tunnel. And they closed down that road. We had to go around, actually, on one of our tours. To go the, over uh, the Gotthard Tunnel. The, the, and it was another nothing? pass. And that was like... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that one. Gosh, you could actually see in front of you like a wall. And you could see the switchbacks like all the way up. And as a driver, you said, let me add it. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. The Gotthard Pass, where is that exactly? 
That's uh, in Switzerland when you cross the Italian border. It's about a two-hour drive from there. So, so it's from uh, Bellinzona, you know, that's north the, of Milano. You you yeah, you, you, you leave the up. Mediterranean yeah. world, and then uh, what is it? Ten, twelve miles. The tunnel is about kilometers. Seventeen about kilometers. Miles. So yeah. ten miles, yeah. and then you come out, and you feel like yodeling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because you're on the Italian side of Switzerland, you come out on the German-speaking. It's, you've, exactly. you've crossed the cultural yes. divide. But not only that, also the weather is different. Oh, gosh, If, yes. if on one Many side times. it's raining, and most likely you will have on the other side the sun is shining. You know, it's, to me, it's like everything's different. You've got different culture, different language, yes, different yeah. exuberance. And then you go, uh, when you're traveling through Switzerland, of course, you're traveling through the most expensive road system, I think, yes, per mile. Yes, we do. For the buses, it's a system that created a system where you have to pay, like, for 10 days. It's a 10-day, like, a charge. A pass. And every time you, you're spending one day, you have to mark that. And they check you for that. And it's well, countries are countries don't like to be a thoroughfare. Yes, I mean, uh, Austria is right. always complaining about all the industry from Germany going right across Austria down to Italy mm-hmm. yeah. without leaving a penny. Well, but they yeah. pay a lot of taxes. Now they have roads. to pay the taxes. That's oh, yeah. the point. Yeah. yeah. Every country has a reputation for its drivers. Yes. What? And I'm not <laughs> saying you have to agree with it, but who's most famous for being good drivers? I would uh, say at one time, I think the Germans were high ranked for me. Yeah. Yeah. But they're losing it a little bit. I mean, I, I mean, I live very close to the German border, and they they kind of don't have that that. Because they used anymore. to be really They used to good be drivers. very good. And they now, used to be very good. They'd pull on their gloves and yeah, they, yeah, they and they were respectful. Now yeah. they don't, they're not respectful so anymore. You have to understand that the, the traffic also has grown. In, I, I would don't know say Scandinavian drivers. Scandinavian drivers yeah. are very polite and very you know aware of what they're doing. I mean, I, I like those. Yeah, yeah. In Norway, I think it's one of the most dangerous countries to drive just because it's so scenic. Yes. I, <laughs> you I, don't I pay cannot attention. keep my eyes on the road in Norway. <laughs> and because of the animals on the street. And you can hit a moose. That's a big one. Of all the frustrations you have in getting out of cities and getting into cities with traffic, what's the worst? I would say the traffic is the worst in big cities. I would say Italy for sure, Rome. Getting out of Rome. I remember oh, that was yeah. always a challenge Paris. to get out of Rome. Paris. Paris. Traffic-wise, I would say Paris. Traffic-wise. But, it, but it also it, depends how well do you know exactly. the city. I remember my first time, I was I had to go to Paris with the, with the school. And, and the guy said, do you know Paris? So this is my first trip. And the guy said, this is my first trip too. So I was sweating. Well, in Paris, wouldn't the rule be get to the periphery as quickly as you if can? If you want to, yeah. And then I, I, circle around the city yeah, to yeah, your best, yeah. your direction. But even now, even now these days, if you use the periphery, you lose a lot of time. I mean, oh, they, have, so, they have those signs on the top where you can say, okay, if you want to go from one gate to another gate, it will take you that much of time. But that not really necessary really is true. So they're know? trying to tell you how slow the traffic is by exactly, these times. Yes. And oh, it's, yeah, it's, not, very, it's very intense. I remember London was just like nothing but little tiny roads. There was no freeway uh, yeah. opportunity to get out of yeah. London. That was I will agree with that. Yeah. Oh, London is the biggest city. I remember the first time I drove to London and said, is this city never ends? Yeah. I mean, you started <laughs> yeah. and you didn't know where it ends. But <laughs> it's true. Right. It's, it's not something like uh, you, you, you get off the highway and from the highway to the, to the ring road or something and then into the city. No, you actually drive through the suburbs. And, yeah. and uh, that's quite interesting. It's and, interesting, but, but there's no, you never get to a big road. No, it's all these no, little roads no, forever yeah. in London. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're driving around Europe with two great bus drivers, Ferdinando Mengi 
Italian-Belgian, and Dimi Rigas, a Greek-Belgian. <laughs> now, I want to talk about driving a big bus, or you guys call it a coach, don't you? Yes, I mean, we do. Bus drivers are... What's the difference between well, a bus and a coach? Well, we're proud of our vehicle that we drive in. You know? Yeah. A, a bus, for us, is something that you drive every day from home to work, which is a city bus, basically. Ah. A coach is something with more luxury. Sophisticated. Uh, sophisticated, yeah. exactly. we got televisions. we got all Toilet, kinds of sound bar, systems. You know. and, now, coaches have changed a lot in the last, oh God, the last yeah. 20 years. Enormous. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, actually, uh, I'd rather drive with a bus than with a car, to be honest. Because, you know, it's actually it, easier. It's smoother. <laughs> and you got, yeah, you got that yeah. power. You know? Tell me more about the technological improvements of a, of well, a coach for, these days. For one, I mean, uh, suspension. You know, mm-hmm. the suspension is, is, you don't feel nothing on the it's road. It's air I mean, suspension. It's, it's, it's so smooth suspension. to drive it. And plus, when I remember when my first bus had like 250 horsepower, now they up at 600 horsepower. It's just a, a yeah exactly it's so smooth to and go over a, the mountains. But you know, you used to uh, gear down, gear down, gear down. That was down. work. That, that was work. work. <laughs> no, actually, that, actually, <laughs> now actually, now it's just pleasure. Physical work. <laughs> physical work. Now you guys are just out. Yeah, it's semi-automatic. And those days were gear shifting yeah. and you're double clutching and all that stuff. Oh, it's that's just an gone. adventure. That's, that's all that's, gone. Yeah. Now the European Union is famous for regulations. Yes. I think the European Union oh, loves yeah. to regulate, and a lot of it is for good reason, for safety and to keep drivers from being tired and so on. What are the hour limits and driving limits put on drivers now, Dimi? Well, okay, a coach driver can drive nine hours a day maximum. There's only two days a week he can actually drive 10 hours, but that's an exception because then he had to take more time after that, so more free time. After 12 days, he needs actually 48 hours to be stopped, which is sometimes a problem when you do tours, you know. So 48 hours of absolutely no driving, no driving every 12 days. Yes. Uh, Ferdi, when you have nine hours you can drive in a day, you couldn't drive two hours at 6 o'clock in the morning and two hours at 10 o'clock at night? Or, or is no, there a concern about that? No, it doesn't work that, that way. Uh, yeah. Because they don't, they don't want you no. working over a long stretch either, right? Yes, because if you're going to do two hours in the morning and two hours at, at night or after midnight, that doesn't then, that, that goes well, to your rest. I think the problem there comes to, uh, if you do that, you can only work 15 hours a day. Mm. So I'm not talking about Oh, driving. that's what my question was. A 15-hour stretch. Yes. Yeah. So from stretch. 7 until midnight. With rest every four okay, hours. That's not you need to have a time off. So. Now, you have a disc in your driving wheel still. Is that how you Well, can... that's another new thing of the technology we have. We don't use the discs anymore. You don't? The new buses have a digital uh, speedometer, we call that. So you put your car. It's like a credit card. You put it in there, and it registers got, everything. It's got like a credit card. And it's got a chip on it. And even the police, when they stop you, they ask for that card, and they have a, a, a device where they put your card in their device, and it reads everything, everything that you've been, you know, days ago, where you driven, how fast you were driving, all that stuff. They can so actually you, find you yeah. when you were speeding five or six days ago. It doesn't matter how long ago it is, yeah. has been. Wow. That's technology yes. nowadays. Wow. So yeah. they, there's no way to there's fudge no way on the to, rules. No. If the speed limit is 120 kilometers an hour. 100. 100, 100, 100 kilometers an hour. On a motorway. Is that strict, or can you fudge on that a little bit? No, no they have a governor. They have, have a governor. governor. Yeah, yeah so the buses no, use no, no way you can put the no, pedal to the metal. Anymore. So what is the speed limit for cars on the Autobahn? In uh, Belgium, it's 120. In Germany, it's 130. So that's seven, not everywhere. 70, 75 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, 70 to 80 like miles that. an hour. So and for even on, in Germany, the cars have essentially no speed limit on the freeway. No, but they still slowly, because it was a big uproar when they came out with that 130 kilometer speed limit. And, what yeah, the, and they, they would say they don't want it. But now what they do, they put speed limits up everywhere on the road. Yeah, and yeah. slowly, so they see that, starting to yeah, succumb to the need yeah, driving speed have limits. To. It, it's the intensity of the traffic. I, traffic. I believe that the, the speed limit is 130 unless 
indicated, you know. And also, you know, you lose your insurance. If you, for example, make an accident yeah, beyond 130, oh, yeah. the, the insurance would just say, okay, you'll pay it yourself. Now, you guys have driven your coaches millions of kilometers, I would imagine. I notice a lot of bus drivers do not like to wear seatbelts, just as a sort of a, what, what's the psychology it's a habit, there? I think, I think it's I mean. a habit and it's a stupid thing, actually. But is it a matter of pride, like I'm a safe driver and I, I should prove that by not well, wearing I won't say directly or, that. I don't, so. I, I don't think so. It's, it's we, we've been driving buses you know, way back in time and we never had the, 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 the seatbelt. Uh, it's a funny thing that happened. Even if they stop you, you know, police would never, I mean, no, find a driver, yeah. which is so interesting. Because you can you can get a, stopped by the police oh, in, yeah, a, yeah, in a car yes. not wearing a yeah. seatbelt, but, but that's buses, not enforced for coach drivers. Not, no. I have never not, not seen not it. Yet, not yet. Interesting. It will come, but... Now, the alcohol restrictions are oh, strictly yeah, enforced. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Zero tolerance. Non, Absolutely zero. Nothing. Non-tolerance. In fact, there's a new beer in Spain called Zero because the, quote, non-alcoholic mm-hmm. beer no alcohol. has a little alcohol in it. a little bit, it. yes, yes. It's ah, still dangerous. So drivers, I mean, you can't get drunk, really, on non-alcoholic alcoholic beer, no, but it no, technically no. it's got some alcohol in it. So for drivers now, a very popular beer is called Sin. Ah, Sin alcohol. Sin, but that yeah, is sin. Zero, zero, alcohol. zero alcohol. In other words, it's really strict for drinking and so driving. So it's good for oh, yeah. drivers, you can drink it. You can drink <laughs> it, <laughs> yes. Well, but you have to. I mean, again, with the with the intense traffic that's been going on, I mean, you have to. I and mean, Belgium is changing its laws. Under 25 is zero tolerance as yes, well. yes. You know, for the young people, and that, I, I totally because there's I, a lot of drinking in Europe, and yeah, uh, you still, know, alcohol is celebrated, and there's a lot of drunken driving deaths, so it's got to yeah. be strictly enforced. You know, I know that here in the states, they always thought you know have to be 21 to get the beer law or whatever. Uh, we getting there. We are getting there. We getting there, especially I mean, in weekends. Weekends are very strict in weekends. What kids are doing, and even the insurances are. Some insurance will say you cannot drive on weekends, which yeah. is quite... Yeah. Some, yeah. some young people have insurance policies that say yes. you can, yeah, even if you none. don't drink, you yeah. just kids can't drive yeah. on weekends. And yeah. you cannot buy drink anymore, like you have to be 18 and you have to show ID. That would never happen. I mm-hmm. remember as a kid going to a store uh, for my uncle. He was a kind of a drinker and I was seven years old getting a six-pack of beer. Oh, yeah, no problem. That's impossible anymore. No. You can't do that anymore. We're changing. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm joined by Ferdinando Mengi and Dimi Ricas, and we're talking about uh, coach driving in Europe, bus driving. And these guys have both driven professionally with tour groups. And Dimi, when you deal with tour groups and you're traveling around Europe, what is something that the, the traveler, the American tourist, should know to really understand the, the struggles and the frustrations of a bus driver? Well, traffic, for one. I mean, traffic is, is, is tremendous in, in, in Europe, and it's getting even worse in the cities, People are very aggressive. But, I mean, what is frustrating to you with dealing with the people? Oh, with the people t- in the bus, yeah, you mean? Yeah. What, how can, uh, pe- how can you be happier with your tourists? I would say noise, uh, throwing things around, especially, I mean, kids now. Kids is... is, is because really your bus is your, is your place. I mean, you know, this is the house, coach, the home house. for the bus drivers because they would spend months in that bus. So you can imagine that they want to keep it clean. So if somebody's going to put their ice cream cone in an ashtray. Oh, they're that's, not entering not the nice ice, ice cream cones. Not anymore. <laughs> Nobody goes on Dimmy's bus. Nothing that drips. <laughs> 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 Nothing that drips. Ferdinando, how can a tourist keep you happy on the bus? Well, again, I'm, I'm with Dimmy there. I mean, the, this, this is the home of a bus driver and uh, keep it clean. Respect the driver. Uh, respect if there are any problems in the city. And again, I have to emphasize what he says. If you go to a city, sometimes you cannot drop off people right there. And sometimes you have people, they complain, why can you not drop us off? Now we have to walk four blocks or some of that. But these are restrictions. Yeah. And, 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 you know, more people and have to be on board with you, and that makes it easy. That, for me, would be... And what's your challenge with a tour, a tour manager? Because tour guides have to manage their drivers well, work together well. Well, you do have some tour managers. They ask, really, 
things that you cannot do. Believe me, uh, I've been there and done that. Things uh, that are illegal for the bus. Well, maybe not illegal, but dangerous sometimes. Dangerous. What's yeah, an yeah. example that a tour um, manager would want? Well, sometimes you have to drive backwards to get out of that. <laughs> for example, <laughs> can't drive backwards. no, no, seriously. I mean, it happened I'm, I'm several times. Uh, we are able to do it, but I think why risk? We, we never. This is one thing that yeah. we will never do as you a driver. You cannot risk never your, your take a risk. or the safety for the people. Exactly. Yeah. Or make a UE on the Champs Elysees because we went all the way too far. It's not dangerous, <laughs> but it's something that the police will not like. No. If you have like a forty-eight footer bus making a UE. Have you ever been in a very small road and it gets oh, gosh, smaller and yes. smaller, and then some stupid guy has left his little car in front of you and you're stuck? Yes. I've been once in a city, and I thought it was in Germany somewhere, and we had to move the terrace because I was the guy told me that I could drive in there. I was off the road. I was on a pedestrian zone, and they had to move all the terraces everywhere. All the little uh, uh, the, the, the little people had to pick up their and beers and put the tables on the side, and I could back out again. Can you believe that? I was on that? a bus where we had to get the guys out and physically move a car. Oh, out oh of the we way. have done that in, in Italy we many times. We have done that several times. Many, in Rome, for sure. I actually was driving one of the American. Uh, ministers in Brussels, and they were building the, the European uh, buildings, and there were still cars parked wrong. So the bodybuilders or the, the, the security people got out of the bus, all the cars moved them out the side, and we had to go through it. I mean, really, this physically, is physically guys picking up the cars. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. How many strong tourists does it take to move a normal car? I would say six. Six men yeah. can move a car. If you go in Italy, you have two because of those two. Fiat 500. <laughs> two men move a car. <laughs> Dimi Rigas and Ferdi Mangi, thank you very much for sharing with us a little insight into a very important part of any group traveler's uh, European experience, enjoying and appreciating your coach. Thank you. Glad, Glad to be here. You're welcome. Thank you. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic, Europe Through the Back Door, teaches the skills of smart travel. And his country, city, and snapshot guides Cover what to see, where to eat, and where to sleep for every corner of Europe. To learn more about Rick's books, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.